0: Ever wondered how a law firm generates business or how to select the right candidate for the firm? What is this legal tech that everyone keeps talking about or wanted to know how the legal landscape is changing? I, Anshul Gupta, the co-founder of Mike Legal, brings to you Raising the Bar, your very real and candid take into the workings and insights of being in the legal business in the post-COVID era of 2021. So let's get started with our first ever episode where I talk to Sham, Darshan and Bhavan, partners at Stratage Law Partners who dared to do something unthinkable, start an independent law firm in the middle of a pandemic. In the time where most businesses were aiming for survival, they had their mission and vision clear about how they wanted to proceed. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for being part of our first ever podcast episode. Why don't we start by having you introduce yourself and what strategy is all about.
1: Darshan, perhaps you can start first. Thanks for choosing us to be your first podcast as a law Quickly introducing ourselves and strategy. We started this almost a year and a half back. As the name itself suggests, Anshul, we are a niche uh, law firm. Unlike others, we have tried to focus ourselves on some of the areas, especially everything to do with investments and surrounding regulatory aspects. The name suggests the two important key elements for any law firm are the strategy and the vantage point. Strategy is a combination of the two names, a point term, that's how strategy was formed. The two driving factors for us are. One, it's all started with our friends. And second, we unlike all other law firms that today pride themselves to say about all service. We have tried to create a niche for ourselves. So far, the journey has been very exciting and we'll touch upon a few more things as we go along. Just to quickly introduce myself, Anshul, We have been in the profession for the last 20 years. In the firm, of course, I do the day-to-day things and other things, but my primary practice area lies with m and private equity. Thanks,
0: Anshul. Uh, Sham, perhaps you can follow?
2: Thanks, Anshul, uh, for having us. I've been in the profession now for about uh, close to about 17, 18 years or so. My areas of focus have been uh, uh, investment side and the quasi-regulatory and regulatory aspects surrounding fintech and healthcare. Of course, you end up advising clients on structuring and other aspects, both inbound and outbound.
3: Thank you, uh, Marvin? Thanks a lot. And thank you to the entire Mike Legal team for having us. It's a great pleasure partnering with you, not only on this front, but on many other fronts that we are talking parallelly. As far as I am concerned, essentially my focus area on practice remains M&A, public market, private market. And uh, I also help my clients around litigation issues, contentious issues or pre-litigation as it is popularly now known as litigation management. (laughs) Essentially, what we pick up is shareholders' disputes or regulatory disputes, anything got to do beyond it. Presently, we do not undertake all those kind of mandates. That's the focus area for me.
0: Thanks a lot for that wonderful intro, Uh, you know, let's just uh, take a deeper dive into the topic. So, Sham, you know, starting with you, what really made you start a firm in the pandemic, right? Because uh, with the pandemic, you know, businesses were shutting down and you guys started up. So what was the entire thought process behind that?
2: As all of us have uh, now come to realize, you know, pandemic has been one of the great events of our generation. And I'm I'm hoping that this will be remembered for, for many, many, many years at least, if not at least uh, uh, generations. I don't think anybody would have actually imagined uh, in their plans perhaps in February 2020, or even earlier than that, as to how they were expecting to go ahead in uh, in launching or not launching certain businesses. Pandemic hit us like a dead weight. What was more important is that when we started, we were already past a few months into the pandemic. And while there were uncertainties around how it is all going to pan out, a lot of comfort was being drawn around by the fact that uh, governments and regulators and the business leaders have been had been very very proactive in their ability to comfort and assess what is the way forward you know we did not know at that time whether there will be vaccinations coming in but at least uh, there were world leaders who had been talking about it and how that could get accelerated so a lot of it sort of gave all of us the comfort that yes this is not something that is unsurmountable and as is always the case you know with each large global event you will see a lot of churn and a lot of new normals being created give you a very quick example the other day i was watching uh, uh downtown abbey if you see the portrayal of some of the societal changes that started happening in the upper class and the working classes in in mid mid 19th century uh england and english countryside those events effectively got accelerated because of the world war one of course i can't i can't of course compare the Diversity that happened uh, uh, As a result of World War One, But a lot of things got, did get changed And I think that's perhaps the comfort That all of us sought and we got
0: When we started the form That's definitely a very interesting take on it So uh, Bhavan, you know Following up on Shyam's comments How important do you think was the timing Of you guys starting up And do you think you could have started At a different time and things could have played out differently You know, what's your take on that?
3: To our mind, I think timing couldn't have been better. Nasim Talib puts it that this is a Black Swan event, which essentially we saw one Black Swan event. It essentially brought us all service providers on a level playing field. Everybody was facing the same issues. Everybody was trying to understand how can we still keep providing services in these difficult times when we can't have physical meetings, what we are used to. We have been in practice for 15-20 years, we are very used to having physical meetings and that entire concept of blood and flesh meats and papers that essentially was now being ousted in totality. Because of uh, the technology what we are now having and what we have adapted essentially the transactions got better judiciary also adopted to the technology the judges have been up to the mark and they have been able to look at the planes petitions applications whatever it may be on their handhelds ipads computer systems all these things i believe timing couldn't have been better there were certain ideas around how do you manage administrative issues do you keep the offices open you don't need the offices at all these questions are still being deliberated and as you know all the mncs are taking calls around it and even the biggest service providers and service providers like us are also taking calls around it but i think this is the best timing that any service provider could have started their entrepreneurial journey
0: Wonderful. Darshan, coming to you, you know, with any firm that's starting up, you know, there's a lot of processes in place. And I think a lot of our listeners, viewers would like to know what it really takes when you're starting a law firm. And specifically, how do you have the partner started up, right? So as you mentioned, you know, you were, fr- you were colleagues, friends for a long time. So how did that play about? What was the process that you guys
1: picked up in starting the firm? Very good question, Anshul. And I think every individual or firm, People that come together will have own set of uh, stories to tell you. As far as our story goes, we all in a way have been associated with one of the top tier law firms for the last many years. We all have been in the profession for 15-20 years. We all have been friends for many years. So for us to take that initial leap of faith was very easy. Then the next question comes is, and which I think the question would be relevant for anyone who is starting a law firm. Law firm constitutes three things. It constitutes your team, it constitutes your client, and it constitutes all other admin, financial, and other related aspects, right? We must tell you that we have been blessed all three grounds because of the client support and because of some of the team members who decided to join with us. So that initial tithing phase, even in the time like this pandemic, was easily taken care of. Problem that any law firm will face when they are starting a new, is one is probably a doubt to say that we don't have that brand recognition. We are starting anew. What would client think about that? It is a question I think every individual or people coming together will have. I can tell you now, and you will see not only in terms of other law firms or practitioners who have started along with us, the Indian market and the GCS have become quite matured. Ultimately, it's like any service provider, they would look at you as how you are able to deliver, provide quality of advice and what is the kind of uh, experience that they get working with you. If you can manage all these things together and if you have that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, there would be problems, but things will fall in place like they have for us. Other than these three areas, I think it's only gut and your feeling to say that we want to do and make a difference in life, which will change everything Then you'll always find solutions for that. The with me is because Sham, Bhavin, all of them have been friends. It's, it's, it's been very easy for us to do it together.
0: Darshan, you've spoken like a true entrepreneur, so Sham, uh, coming to you, right, starting Up from scratch is always a difficult thing and specifically when you guys have been in top-tier law firms for such a long time. So what was the first thing that you decided to do, you know, when you said that, okay, I'm going to start the own firm, right? And what was your mindset throughout that process?
2: Mindset-wise, I think it was uh, like day and night, uh, you know, excitement a lot of hope and the feeling for us to be able to see that this is now something effectively that is going to become your TV that sense of uh, responsibility on the other side is the actual execution of all of the ideas that was uh, that had to be undertaken right because mind you that this was a time when the first lockdown had had sort of ended and the unlocking phase had happened uh, this was the pre-vaccination days uh, this was also the time when the second wave had not even started. So a lot of people were either apprehensive or unable to meet. And I think overall our mindset about of setting up the firm, we were very, very excited. At the same time, what we had to be mindful of was that because we wanted our team to be, to be felt integrated, we wanted to therefore make sure that there was no circumstances in which they would have felt that look what is happening. So for us, each time, it was almost a conversation on a on a daily basis with our teams to make sure that everybody is with that same mindset and they don't feel disconnected with what was happening on the ground.
0: Got it. So, uh, Bhavin, coming to you, what was the biggest hurdle in your personal experience while, you know, going through the process of strategy? You know, a lot of our listeners would be particularly interested in that because, uh, you know, starting up is filled with hurdles and, you know, like Sham mentioned, there's a lot of excitement. So, what was the
3: hurdle that you faced and how did you get around it? Honestly, none of us felt that there was a hurdle. It's like growing, evolving with the organization that you love. That is essentially the dream of many and a goal that we have achieved. We never perceived anything as a hurdle. Yes, there were challenges. But challenges we got around it, we came out happy and victorious. Essentially, as of course, I'm a fan of these writers. I think that we converted that adversity into an opportunity. In an ideal world for anybody would be a hurdle. In this mindset, that hurdle happens to be an opportunity. Even besides the lockdown, the the paucity of uh, goods, IT systems and all these things. I think we all came together and we were able to get around it and we enjoyed that stint actually that entire phase when we were setting up the office and we were getting the systems in place and the branding and the websites where people were not uh, happy to meet or they were ours to meet. So, of course, uh, uh, everybody came together. It's not either me or any of my partners, but it was all of us who came together and got the things done. So no hurdles per se, if you ask me that. And essentially with that entire idea that this is not an organization for us, but this is an organization for all the people who are there with us.
0: I have mean, you've, you've hit on a very important point, and that is to enjoy the process. That's, I think, one of the most important aspects when starting up, or, you know, building the organization, definitely, you know, thank you for hitting on that point. Darshan, coming back to you, a lot of the companies out there go with a mission statement and a vision statement, right? Because when you're building the organization, these are values or aims that aligns the entire team together. So what is the mission and vision of strategy Law partners?
1: Every every company firm would have short-term and long-term visions. I think there are basic tenets which cannot change. So, if you tell me the mission, I think uh, one thing is that, as I said, we don't want to be full service. We are happy with our niche areas and we would, that that's one mission that we will stick to. Second is, uh, there are other factors which are individually mattered like integrity, the kind of things that we will not do. We spend a lot of time and effort on that to ensure uh, that our team members are sufficiently geared, communicated well to say these are the no-go areas or, these are the go areas. Integrity comes at the paramount. Considering the profession, we are in confidentially plays a big role. You know, if you ask me mission, our, as a firm, we want to be recognized as top tier firms in the areas that we practice in the next two years. So that's our short term mission. We would want to be in two more geographies very soon, maybe at, by the end of this year, maybe Delhi and Bangalore. So that's our immediate short term mission. As a long term goal, I think we all have come together with one purpose that we want to make this firm. You will see our firm's no name with any of the individuals. The processes are different. So we want to make it really a firm which is intergenerational, and we have associated ourselves with that kind of team members who also share our vision going forward. So that's that's going to be a journey and an effort that we put on all together.
0: Very excited to see uh, Startage, uh, you know, scaling up globally. I think that definitely excites us and Mike Legal also. Bhavin, coming back to you, when you're starting up, it's also important to know how do you really structure the firm? We would love to see if you could walk us through how did you structure the firm from a you know a legal and a law firm
3: perspective? As far as uh, structuring the firm is concerned, all the law firms, whether in India or offshore, they have a similar structure. There are these designations. Maybe the name of the designations change from firm to firm but the hierarchy more or less remains the same. So we have adopted the same structure as far as designation and hierarchy is concerned. More so, we are not following any grid system. We want to essentially incentivize meritorious peerness and we want to take into consideration their contributions to the firm, the way they are taking up matters, the way they are being proactive, picking up things by themselves. And that's how we have been uh, awarding, rewarding the fee earners. So that has been the construct and that is what is going to be the culture of strategy.
0: So Sham, you know, coming back to you, you know, starting up, you need to be prioritizing a lot of your expenses, right? So how did you go about it because you know from the understanding you know law firms need to have a very opt-up office so that you know clients can be impressed but how did you guys go about it in terms of prioritizing expenses either on team uh offices and was there a shift in because of the pandemic in the way you would have you know prioritized the expenses
2: so right until in, in a pre-pandemic world our thought processes would have been very different. I think the pandemic made us realize a lot of things about how technology is expected to assist and help us. That sort of helped us in reevaluating what is the focus areas. There were two key expenses that we, I would not say really expenses, but those are something that any law firm should keep investing in. And those are the human talent. And the second is the technology. Those, if you take that out from the accounting bucket of of expenses and put it into investment, your thought process will dramatically change. For us, the starting point was to make sure that we look at it as investments. Both of these aspects were very, very important. Important from a perspective that the quick ability to set up a meeting uh, without having to spend uh, even within your city. So, for example, if I had to come down and meet you in Southern Bombay office, Uh, It would ordinarily take anybody uh, two to three hours from the airport, right? And plus you take into account other traffic, other issues, etc. So I think a lot of our thought processes continues to remain focused on making the right investments into
3: these two
0: aspects. Darshan, a quick question for you, right? And, and this is something not uh, particularly just for often for a lot of startups out there is that hiring is always a challenge, right? There's always a dearth of of good talent, and that's why you need to uh, really, you know, pinpoint and and get those guys on board because that's what makes or breaks the company specifically at an early stage. So, how did you typically go through the hiring process as strategy, and do you use any different strategies uh, to compete with you know tier one firms and getting you know quality guys within the company?
1: We did two things maybe differently, rather than just approaching few of the headhunters and asking them to just keep on giving us CVs. This was, I think, an idea of both Shyam and Bhavin, uh, to say that why don't we do reverse. Every law firm or every company or an organization will have a will have an hierarchy where as you come down, your junior most associates are the guys who will do most of the work and then you will keep on thinking up the systems. We said let's do a let's do that kind of approach. So we tied up with three, four very, very well-known universities, and we started an internship program. Okay, so we said let's not hurry and just get into it and get people for the sake of it. Okay, so we started this internship program whereby we would offer, we would make a selective process with all these top three, four universities, and call their students for an internship. And In our internship, we have dedicated two team members only to ensure that the interns who are joining us are given proper exposure, are evaluated well. If we like someone, we'll call them for an additional internship. At least, I think 20 to 30% of our junior most staff has been selected like this. We made them an offer. So, that was one thing we did a bit different. The second thing is we we give a lot of weightage for uh, our colleagues who have introduced someone. So if you have worked with an XYZ people and he recommends you, you would prefer interviewing he or she based on that because then you already have that basic tenet taken care of. Third, first we were starting afresh and a lot of our earlier colleagues also joined us, few of them and few of them then came back to say that, can we work with you? These three combinations have helped us pass through this one and a half years without a hurdle. Going forward, I think we will need more help with different geographies, but we'll continue to follow these basic tenets going forward, even for hiring. You can apply these principles to any of your profession or other companies that you do.
0: Darshan, I think uh, we're going to apply a few of these strategies at Mike Legal also, so so thanks a lot for that. So Bhavin, coming coming back to you, right, this was a point that Darshan picked up in the beginning also but, you know, starting a law firm, getting clients is always hard, right, for any firm. So how did you guys go about the entire struggle of gaining the client's trust, you know, when you guys started independently and, you know, it's a new firm, how did you really go about it, you know, what's your thought process and how uh, someone can go past that hurdle?
3: Our approach is a bit different, it is a bit unconventional. We all have been into practice for 15-20 years. We already have established relationships with clients and secondly, each of us is known in the fraternity and in the industry with respect to their respective abilities, capabilities and strengths. God has been kind firstly and the client's trust were retained and reposed in us. So most of the clients whom we have been serving since last many many years, they have kept working with us and most of these clients have been referring their friends or their partners to us. As such, we have not been doing anything which is uh, going out in public seeking matters or mandates. It is all by word of mouth that we are getting mandates or we are getting matters. And uh, essentially that ability for us to value add, to bring something additional to the table or thinking out of the box or giving unconventional solutions, that is essentially adding up to our clientele, have not done something very conventional and we have stuck to our roots. I would, Anshul, like to add one thing, Uh,
1: just supplement what Bhavin said and in a lighter note, being full, as humble as possible. Uh, but the test of any lawyers or service provider comes when, you know, the guy who's opposite you or who's on the other side comes and gives you work. Last three, four months, that has been a probably a regular feature for us, which is which is a blessing in disguise. As I said, as humbly as I can. Uh, but that's, that's something that has helped us uh, avoid some of the other, you know, going out, getting clients, all those worries in, to, to a great
3: extent has been taken care of.
1: I'll give you one more anecdote
3: around it, like uh, certain contentious issues which were settled because we got in some practical views on the table that resulted into a settlement, that resulted into the other side becoming our client.
0: I think Darshan, you should definitely not be humble about it. That's definitely some like a big, big feat there. So, Sh- sham coming, coming back to you, right? Uh, you know, Status Law Partners has been a very, uh, you know, early supporter of Mike Legal when we launched the contract proofreading solution. One thought that has always been in my mind, and I'm sure it will be in a lot of our listeners, is what made you guys invest in legal tech, right? What was the main trigger for Status Law? And what's the impact you see of legal tech in the market and as you go forward scaling the company?
2: I have two, three... Aspects to answer this question if you if you go back about 20-25 years ago Okay, the latest thing in legal tech used to be fax machines and this was the time when the uh, when the uh, Email id used to still be aols and the hotmails of the world, right? fax machines were, were the were the forefront of making sure that you get you service the client as quickly as possible for reviewing contracts. If you fast forward uh, to now, what has happened dramatically is that the power of computing and the entire technology to support a lot of the legal tech has completely been evolved. The solutions are absolutely seamless, are absolutely straight on. It has no glitches, no bugs. Very user friendly. Gets plug. It's a plug and play model. I think a lot of that has changed lawyers and law firms' uh, approach to legal tech. And what the pandemic effectively ensured is what we would have seen. Say, for example, doing meetings on Zooms and MS Teams and you know all other various platforms. Right? This was available pre-pandemic as well. But all of that got accelerated because simply there was no alternative to that but to use it during the pandemic. As a result of all of that, your ability to focus on your the, the meteor part of your work rather than the mundane part of the work had to be relied upon technology. And therefore, therefore things like Mike Legal, which completely allowed us and our team members to be able to focus on on the drafting of it rather than making sure that has the clause reference been done, not done. All of those used to be done manually. And all of that completely gets automated to the extent that we don't have to spend significantly reduced our team's effort on on sanitizing a document. About 90 to 95% of the time, currently our team and us and as lawyers uh, end up spending our working time Uh, in front of a desktop or a a laptop. And I think the tools that have got evolved, especially surrounding document management and uh, the ability for us to make sure that the document is in a form that as a lawyer, we would be proud of our document. Those have got completely integrated. And as a result, I think for us, the reliance is just, this is just the start of uh, relying upon legal tech. And it's only the sky is the limit because I I have no doubt that things from here are only going to get better.
0: Very good motivating factor for a lot of legal tech startups out there, and you know, let me say thank you for allowing Mike Legal to be a small part of you know the growing <laughs> journey of stratis Law.
2: Our, our, our pleasure, our pleasure, uh, our, our pleasure.
0: Great. So you know, just before we wrap up. um A final, uh, you know, question for each of you, for all the listeners out there, what would be one learning or advice that you would like to give, you know, all the associates out there, any partner starting their own law firm? So if, you know, each of you could give one, you know, advice, I think everyone would be really, really thankful for that.
1: Why don't we start with you? (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping one of you would start. Uh, No, Anshul,
2: I think that's a very relevant question and I think it will, I'll try and say it in the shortest sort of sentence uh, because it's a very complicated question. My short answer to this is there is no holding back for any of the aspirations as lawyers that we have when it comes to either setting up your own practice as an independent firm or the ability of an associate to, to grow into a firm. A lot of our entire legal fraternity has always been uh, very meritorious. If you are worthy of
1: uh, of that, then the sky is the limit. I think Steve Jobs said it very well, uh, if you don't live your dreams, you will live someone else's dreams. Okay, having said that, I think the one piece of advice for whether you are a professional, whether you want to employ get somewhere or you want to start something, I think it's been said many times and I think after, the, after one and a half years of this journey, I can say it with all honesty and with all conviction, the first step is the most difficult, you know. Many people don't end up taking that. So, I think don't be scared of that, take that first step and everything will start falling in place second thing i would say for everyone who wants to join and work somewhere as any professional there are three things that matter the environment of course the compensation and the salary third is i think the kind of people you associate yourself with in terms of the growth journey i think give more weightage to the second and the third which is environment and the kind of people you get associated with money is a factor of not satisfaction even for the biggest of the people these two other factors will play a great role when you are building your career and you are looking for a long term prospects in your life. So, I would, I would leave by saying these two things.
3: I'll go now. Anshul, we need to understand one thing that corporate India has matured. The GCs are playing a larger role in the day-to-day affairs of the entities they are now directly reporting into the board. And as such, the GCs are valuing the service provider rather than the brand. So till the time a service provider, be it a lawyer, be it an accountant, be it any other person, till the time the service provider is doing justice and providing service in all honesty and giving his 100%, I see every professional with these traits succeeding. It is no longer that a particular entity, MNC, corporate, individual, HNI, Ultra HNI is now bound by that concept of going to a particular law firm or a particular firm providing services. That particular concept seems to be evaporating. Now the concept is that who is the service provider? The email IDs may change, but the name doesn't change. And that's where the loyalty remains. So I think that for anybody having that aspiration, this is the concept that needs to be kept in mind. And sky is the limit there.
0: The three of you have have put it wonderfully out uh, you know for everyone out there so darshan Sham, Bhavin, thank you so much for your time today i think you know it was wonderful for me to personally understand a lot about strategy how the name you know came about what was your journey and i think you know this definitely would have inspired and motivated a lot of people out there who were just on the edge about whether to start their own firm or not so so thank you so much for your time and um, hopefully you enjoyed our first podcast
1: it was wonderful. Thank you Anshul for considering us an entire team of Mike Legal. Yeah. We wish you also very best. Stay safe and stay connected. Thank,
0: Thank you. Bhavin. Thanks
1: Thanks Thank you Anshul.
0: Bye. This has been a great first podcast. Thank you so much Sham Bhavan and Darshan for being our guest today at Raising the Bar. Listeners, I hope this talk with Team Strategy Law has given you a comprehensive outlook on starting up your own practice, and what it takes to go independent. Looking forward to connecting with you all very, very soon where we talk to Mr. Srinivas Kotni, managing partner at Lexport, about why there is so much hesitancy around the word legal tech in the Indian legal fraternity. Signing off for now, this is Anshul Gupta from Mike Legal.